The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. show. It's the after show, everybody. And today we are talking about, uh, because the trade show is just days away, uh, actually it is right now 13 days away, but it's really nine days away. Yeah, we got a little issue with his uh, mm-hmm. his mic there. Nine days away, uh, because today's Wednesday. Um in order to get ready for a trade show, and we are doing this right now, you have to make room to bring in the new products because some of these people are smart enough that when I place the order, they're going to actually ship it while I'm there. And sometimes the orders actually beat me home. The race is who's going to get there first, the cigars or me, getting back. You can't just expand your store? You can't add another like 300 square feet I or wish something? I could. I wish I could. And, but this has been happening, again, 37 years I've been in the business I know what to expect, that cigars are going to come in, therefore cigars have to leave. So that being said, what should a retailer get rid of before they go to the trade show? You know you're going to buy some, right? How many different things are you going to get? That number, whatever that thing is, what you think, and you've been with me before, we end up doing more than that because right. something uh, on the last There's day. some amazing thing yeah, that happens. Yeah, I got to do that. I got to do that. Um, so we need to start getting rid of certain cigars. Um, what should we get rid of? So um, it's mandatory to do it, that you have to get rid of. It's unfortunate. And uh, sometimes it's, um, you know, I'm an important client to a certain manufacturer. And I, I remember going to somebody and saying, oh, I'm sorry, we, we just discontinued the product. Oh, my God, you're my best customer. Um, that doesn't go both ways right. that um, um, there's no room retailers need the room uh, so they have to get rid of a line or sizes they can get rid of certain sizes that even may- we've done singles where okay we don't have the singles on display because we have more room for full boxes and maybe you can make an argument you have box buyers for that product that, that's true yeah. uh, we also have multiple stores so sometimes something can go in one store and not go into the other store so uh, something has to go but what and why is the question here. So obvious answer is the slowest sales lose. You would think this moves the slowest. You can look at the bottom of our report and say, here's the stuff at the bottom. Let's just get rid of the stuff that's uh, at the bottom. It's never that easy. That's typically where the most infighting happens. Correct. Correct. Because 
one store will say, oh, but Joe, that's what he gets all the time. Correct. And he comes in every single day and gets a few of these, and you're going to get rid of them, and what am I going to do? And this guy is, he won't smoke anything but, and the last thing you want to do is lose a customer. It takes forever to get a customer. It takes one second to lose it. Hey, Joe, uh, we're discontinuing that. It's not moving. I buy it every single day. I'm a good customer here. I, I buy three cigars from you every single day, and this is what you're going to do to me. I'm going to go shop oh, goes, somewhere yeah, else. It goes personal. Yeah. So those are the people you take care of. Like we have a, a guy in mail order who buys six boxes every few weeks of the same brand. That brand has been discontinued. So we bought the last 120 boxes that were uh, left. For so six at a time. For six at a time. And, and hopefully he doesn't die or brand switch. Yeah, he hasn't brand switched as long as I know him. Yeah, so. okay. So sometimes you have to go the opposite way. And, yes. Yeah. So this is, this is uh, and again, with. 90% of the people listening are consumers that are listening to the show. What do you care? Because I need you to know the dilemma that goes through the retailer at the at that point. And it's not it's nothing personal, but what's new is what people are asking for. So we're going to bring in what's new. Something has to go. So uh, is it, again, the slow mover? Uh, now, the other thing to look at is you have a couple of matrix. You have slow mover units. You have slow mover sales, which can be, you have to look at both in order to really come to a a decision. Because if you take our house brand Dos Ombre, you have to sell 10 Dos Ombre to add up to one Byron. Yeah. So if you look at Byron and you say, oh, we only sold one Byron today. Well, that's $30. We sold 10 Dos Ombre. That's $30. So you, and, and 10 Dos Ombre may not even be one guy. That could be three Three yes. guys getting a handful of cigars. So that you have to look at both matrix. Absolutely true. And even looking at a slow mover, if you have a slow mover that's gaining momentum, a growing slow mover, you don't want to get rid of that. This thing has potential. Everything is a slow mover at the beginning. Maybe, maybe actually not the release of it. You get a little blump of the release. Then it finds a level, and then it either goes up or down at that point. What, 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 what's a blump? Blump. A bump. Okay, just checking. Uh, I didn't know if there was a new term that you found on the Wikipedia's Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Is the slow mover getting a buzz and about to pop? And this is an educated guess. So you say, oh, Brand X, it's a slow mover. Uh, It's been out there for a while. But I've been seeing a lot of chatter about it. People are talking about it. It's getting whatever. Maybe they're a marketing thing. Maybe they have new people or something. And then you look at that and say, nah, let's not get rid of that. Let's hold on to that one. It takes years to grow a, a brand. And that brand pops at the beginning, levels out. And then as you start seeing it creep up, you say, all right, let's give this one a chance. Sure. We want them all to win, right? We, we certainly do. We are the cheerleaders. We took the brand on. We, of course, wanted to. Now it becomes a guess of, all right, we're going to let it go. Yeah, there were 10 crappy cigars that we smoked to get to that one. That's the one that made it. You know, let's yep. give it a fighting chance. Is the slow brand worth it for the retailer if they are planning on doing events in the future, promotions, brand building? Do they have a plan going in? So at that point, it's up to the manufacturer. I've said, I'm going to discontinue it there at the show. Oh, you're not buying any of these? We're going to discontinue that. Oh, hold on a second. Here's a thing we're going to be doing soon. Blah, 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 blah. Don't close it out. Don't you know, put it in the $5 table, whatever the, some retailers do to do it. Don't do that because we have a plan 
usually we're in line when it's slow for us. It's slow for them too. Sure, it's not a surprise. They just don't like that that we we discontinue it. But typically, we discontinue something, and a year or so later, so do they. Away. They they do it too. Uh, margins, discounts. Yes, they play a role. This is a business, mm-hmm. so if. There's a reason financially for us to do it that we make better margin on the product. Um, it is more enticing to us, much on like you're saying, of um, selling one Byron to uh, Dos Ombre. Yes, it's not going to move uh, as much as Dos Ombre does, but it's going to certainly ring but the register. Some of those things have to work in reverse. Like if the if the deal is too good to be true. You know, without mentioning a brand, there was one brand, a couple of trade shows that did buy two boxes, get a box free. Yeah. To me, that's a huge warning sign. Listen, when I did um, Hammer and Sickle, buy a box, get two free. Right. If you, Mr. Retailer, didn't bow out of your brand by then. Yes. uh, Actually, locally, I told everybody in advance, all all my locals that carried a brand, hey, just a heads up, this is what I'm going to do. Give you time to... Uh, get rid yeah, of it because it. At, that, yeah. at that point, you're in big trouble. When a, re, when a manufacturer does that, that they give you an astronomical deal, can you imagine what they give the big player? Sure. Um, the long game, working uh, with business partners, uh, struggling through good times and bad times. That is a personal thing that I take in also that I try to give the benefit of the doubt the guy's been good to me. I've been good to him. We got a good working relationship. The cigar isn't doing what he expected either, and I hang on longer than I probably should. But I have the conversation. I've anyway. seen I've seen you do it too many times. Yeah. I know. The other thing to consider is when we and we recently went through the struggle of having to do curbside. It was only two years ago. Yes. The manufacturers that stepped up and helped us in our time of need are the ones that I want to stand by now as they're going through their lean time. So that's another another thing you have to look at. It's more of a relationship business than it is a business business. That is something, uh, you know, everybody's quick to jump on something that's not doing it, but remembering when they were good to you is an important Mm -hmm. thing. You have to have a good memory both ways, right? Remember when they were good to you. Past history might make you work harder for that brand or less depending on the relationship. So the relationship is not good that, um, you know, your, the limited release comes out and they're going to pass on you, Mr. Retailer, on the first round. And then, you know, the brand doesn't end up working out. You got it on the third round. And then you say, you know what? All you, didn't, you didn't come to me at the yeah. beginning of it. I'm going. Because what happens when you get passed up on that? Everybody is all hyped up about the first release of this new product. You get a chance to end up getting some sales of, oh, I've never tried it before. I want to try it. By the time you get it, they've already tried it. And this is really bad when a manufacturer has their own products also, and they sell them online. Mm -hmm. Manufacturer owns an online deep discounter, and they're selling it themselves, and then it's time to come to you. My customer, I saw somebody in the lounge smoking it, and they're not supposed to smoke other cigars in the lounge, so... or I remember one day somebody said, hey, the new such and such, uh, have you had it? And I said, no, no, it's coming in Tuesday. I'm all excited to have it. He pulls one out of his pocket and gives it to me. That means he bought it from them. Right. And they were selling it before me. People say the cigar industry is relationship business. True. But before you go any further, the, the other piece of this is 
that retailers need to look out for other retailers. Your job as a retailer is to provide a service to your customers and not shit on the guy that has a shop down the street. So you shouldn't be asking for, oh, set me up with the first release and fuck everybody else over. Get, they they can have it on the third release because it's not it's not good for anybody. You you want to have another shop to have the opportunity of having what's new as well. You, there's no there shouldn't be any blocking yeah, of but it happens. Pro, it does happen, yeah, but it's it it's a too shame. Often. Too often is right. Yeah, I hear it all the time. People say the cigar industry relationship business true. Actually, all sales companies are. You know, they act like this is something special. The cigar industry is special. We have a relationship with the rep. And sometimes they go all the way down to the the owner of the company mm-hmm. too, but um, the key is to know, like, and trust the people that we're dealing with, and that's a big, big play when it comes to the cigar industry. And as I go to trade shows and looking at their new product, sometimes I'll buy a new product if I'm thirty cigars in, and they do give me a sample of the cigar, I can't even taste it. Yeah. And it, I'm looking that it's burning properly, and I go, yeah, we'll take it. And we, we usually go deep when we do it, too. But even as a consumer, I do that, you know? And, and well, you're buying a single. But maybe that is an insider, like, you know what? What am I smoking today? Uh, you know what? I, I like this rep. Let me grab his Yeah, cigar. yeah. And then it's worked the opposite way. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't really like that rep. Let me move to the next guy. Ah, that's it. And that goes for the people that work in your store, too. Yes. If you have bad people, bad employees that are being mean to your customers, maybe they go to another store because they don't like the guy actually working in there. So the front line, very, very important. Um, The question is, these manufacturers, do they have the strength and power to handle about what's to happen to them? It's time for Incredible Feats of Strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision. The strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. See, Chrissy, I threw to you. You didn't even know it, but you were there. Barry was there, too, and it was a seamless segue. It was. I have the uh, top ten feats of strength done by humans ever. This dude is George Olsen. He's Swedish. And he's a Guinness Book of World Record holder. He's no stranger to lifting ridiculously heavy weights, and he routinely powers through insane squats and deadlifts. But it's his 17-foot pull of a 10,300-ton ship that takes the cake. It is the world's record for the heaviest boat pull. On George land. Olson. On land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I believe they had that at sea. In the water. He moved the ship? 17 he, feet. He moved it 17 feet, like with a rope. It's the only way I could see it happening. I mean, put yeah. your feet on the dock. You can only push it so many inches, and then you're in the drink. Wow. That's insane. Wait, we, yeah, we have to move this boat. Well, we're going to have to get cranes and stuff. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, just undo. only if it's going 17 feet. Yeah, it's a ship. Let me just undo this. It's not this. a boat. It's a ship. I, I would imagine I've seen I've seen heavy pulls like this. The dudes have to have themselves anchored. It's not like they're they're just gripping with their toenails. You know they're they're anchored onto something and some brute strength going on there. That's crazy stuff. All right. So what about the consumer? If you eliminate a line, a small number of customers smoke them regularly. What about them? How do you handle that? That's a tricky one because you 
have developed a relationship with somebody and at first it's what's new, what's new, what's new the first time the guy comes in. Mm-hmm. Then it's what's good, what's good, what's good. And now you're getting into the 15th, 16th time this dude's coming in getting handfuls. We're trying to groom that customer to be a box buyer on something that they really like. If something is on the cusp of being discontinued, that comes with a warning for me anyway. Listen, this is a slow mover. It's a good cigar, but it's a slow mover. So for whatever reason, yeah, right? I've had that conversation. With yeah, I think you know what? If it is a slow mover, and you got you know Tom, Dick, and Harry on on that cigar, but it's a slow mover, then not really buying enough where I think it's going to affect them long run. And you know, at that well, point, you so I'm not them to something similar. I'm not worried about losing the sale. I'm worried about losing the customer. We had a knockdown drag out battle about what should happen with a specific brand. And I brought up my buddy Richard, who buys five of these cigars every three days. Five every three days. And he's a good so he's customer. Good for 500 old cigars a year. Correct. Yeah. And we sold exactly 500. There's no, there wasn't right. an extra single. And by all rights, that should move to be a box only purchase. There's a few dudes that were buying boxes of them, but it's still such a small amount. But I fought for it because I've tried showing this dude everything, everything under the sun that's at all close to what he's smoking. That's his cigar. And when I won the battle, and thank you, I said, Richard, I got to tell you, I went to battle for you, man. You know, the numbers crunchers. I I can't can't wait the show to be over to find out where Brandon is. Now, I remember we got rid of a brand. There was nothing we could do about it. Powerful brand. The brand is gone. And we couldn't get people to brand switch from it until we didn't have it anymore. Then they did brand switch. So sometimes it gets to a point where, no, I'm not brand switch. I'm not brand switch. It's gone. Well, I guess I have to brand switch now. So the guy fought for it until he couldn't do it. But he wants to stay a customer. He likes the place or whatever. So he ends up hanging on. But if he did leave, again, it's not the sale that you ended up losing, lifetime value of a customer. If that guy, let's call it 500 cigars that he goes through a year, and that cigar is $10 a piece, Mm -hmm. it's $5,000 a year, and the guy's good for an average of 7 to 10 years, call it 10 years for easy math, it's Mm $50,000. How many of those guys did you lose? Four of them. It's $200,000. Oh, my God. Now it starts getting to be a serious. It's a quarter of a million. You're almost at a quarter of a million dollar play. That's how serious this is when taking new products because of what could possibly happen to the old product. It's very tricky. Most retailers are knee deep in cigars right now when we're about to go to a trade show. If you're listening, Mr. Retailer, this is something you got to be thinking about now, in advance of this, as manufacturers are concerned about if retailers are going to take their new products, they need to be concerned if we are eliminating their cigars. So it's funny when I go to a trade show that they're all saying, oh, let me show you my new cigar. Nobody ever asks, are you getting rid of any of my cigars? Usually I bring it up to them. Or one of the things, if they're pushing me on a cigar, I'm not, I didn't jump on buying take my new cigar, and they already have a bunch of cigars, my answer might be to them, what would you like me to get rid of, of your line? I had that conversation multiple times yeah. when I was the buyer. And, oh, I don't want you to get rid of anything. Mr. Manufacturer, we have to get rid of something to take something in. Yeah, nobody, nobody don't should want be more than yours. 10% of your store, period. Yeah, but that's and right. And that's the, some of these manufacturers, we are loaded to the gills with their SKUs, their stuff moves, no, we can't take on the new thing because there's no place to put it. Absolutely. 
All right, so that is um, what cigars should retailers be getting rid of. They should be getting rid of cigars. Next week on the after show, we will decide on what we are eliminating now. What should we be buying and why? So we're eliminating what should we be buying because the TCA show is just nine days away now at this point. And on the Cigar Authority show, it will be 4th of July weekend. We're going to smoke four firecrackers from the past and present and prepare for the TCA show, PCA show. And um, I'm going to actually give Ed Sullivan, who's going to go the first time, his schedule of what he will be doing based on what I want him to do. Will he do it? I don't know, but he's getting his schedule in the show next week. So that's it for the after show. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.